0: Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to this bonus episode edition of the Locked On. Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you for making the Lockdown Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO FLA Panthers. You can follow the national show and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark as they'll be covering all the preseason activities around the National Hockey League. So it's official. Well, at least on the Twitterverse, official between the national writers of the Pierre Lebruns, the Elliott Friedmans, and even the local reporters with the Dwarks, Richards, and the Florida Panthers. And Alexander Barkov officially agreed to a long term extension where Alexander Barkov will be now the richest contract in Florida Panthers history. The previous one. Is for Sergey Bobrovsky on his seven million, seven year, um, $70 million deal. Now Alexander Barkov exceeds that with his eight year deal. Before this, uh, Alexander Barkov was making $5.9 million, originally signed his extension back in the 2016 season, back in uh, January in the in the middle of the 2016 season and then shortly after um shortly after that extension he went on ir uh went on ir again the next season so he's been battling some injury issues got off to a slow start to his career um after being drafted second overall in the 2013 nhl entry draft and let's not forget that this was the Last year of the previous regime for the Florida Panthers, Vinny Viola didn't come into play until the 2014 season. His very first pick was Aaron Ekblad the very next season. So the mentoring of Yarmir Jagr helping Alexander Barkov to be the player he is is one, really, player that I have to give an honorable mention to for... Helping Alexander Barkov get to the player he is today. And Alexander Barkov is coming off a Selkie Trophy winning season, giving him some leverage on agreeing to a deal for the Florida Panthers and giving him at least the eight figures, which I was predicting. Which (laughs) I I hate to toot my own horn a little bit, but I I was uh, pretty spot on on the AAV for uh, Alexander Barkov. There's no way in hell that he was going to get anything less than eight figures, especially after what Kirill Kaprizov made after just one year in the NHL. But $10 million is a victory for both sides. The Cats, they have the situation with their cap where they have a majority of Keith Yandle's buyout on the books for next year, and they still have the elephant in the room contract with Sergey Bobrovsky making $10 million and that contract being him not living up to it. I'm not. I'm very optimistic that Barkov will live up to his contract. I mean, how how old is how old is Barkov? He's uh twenty twenty five years old, twenty six. Excuse me. So he's just entering his prime of his career, and Alexander Barkov has a, an opportunity to even compete for the Hart Trophy as well. And just yesterday, the captain was one of the first three players named for the Finnish national team, along with Sebastian Ajo of the Carolina Hurricanes and Miko Rantanen of the Colorado Avalanche. So that just goes to show the type of player and the respect that... Alexander Barkov is given around the NHL due to his play. And for years, many of us were pounding the table, saying, this guy does not get enough respect. This guy needs to be marketed more. This guy needs to be talked about more around the National Hockey League. And, of course, with that brings some type of winning and some type of performance as well and Alexander Barkov has had the individual success over the last few years but the team success has just not been there. You, we've seen a little bit of it in 2016, you definitely saw it in uh 2021 and now people around the National Hockey League really know who this guy is. So that underrated talk about Alexander Barkov is over. It's officially over with him winning the Selkie, first of all, uh, winning it over Patrice Bergeron, who's won it four times and is always in the conversation for it. Mark Stone hasn't won the Selkie Trophy yet, but he's always in the conversation as, as well from his time with Vegas and even during his time with Ottawa. And the the captain just, the the Panthers got their franchise player. They probably the best player to ever suit up for the Florida Panthers, and he's eight goals away from breaking the all time goals record for the Cats. And the he's going to continue to score. He's going to continue building off of that. That it's going to be hard for anyone, even when Barkoff does eventually retire or to for someone to break that record and man it's just a great situation for the Florida Panthers to find themselves in and for Alexander Barkov to find himself in in a state that has no state income taxes as well so that's a incentive to be in Florida in the first place that that's why that's why a lot of uh, players from not just hockey in different sports want to come here, and the lifestyle here, and the now that the Florida Panthers, what what may, probably made Alexander Barkov also want to stay here long term as well is that they got a proven coach, Joe Quinnville, three time Stanley Cup champion, and a Jack Adams Award winner from his time in St Louis. He never won it in Chicago, but. That pedigree, Bill Zito, who has been able to structure contracts to create flexibility and to help build the complementary pieces around Barkov, Huberto, and Ekblad. And this team, many thought years ago that they hit their ceiling back in 2016, but they haven't. They, they just have not hit it. Because many argue that once again, they were the ones to give the Tampa Bay Lightning the biggest threat as far as their playoff series last year and the intensity of the first two preseason games, more so the first one. The real big uh, fight in the second preseason game was between Ryan Lomberg and Pat Maroon very early on in the third period. By the way, uh, quick quick uh, shift to uh, the second preseason game. Owen Tippett, despite despite the Florida Panthers losing by a final score of 6-2 in the second uh, preseason game, Owen Tippett just continues to create his own shot even without, that, that line that he was on yesterday was without Huberto and Bennett who both sat out uh, the second game. And he was able to create his own shot not only for himself to score a goal but to help Joe Thornton get on the board as well, where Joe Thornton got it off a rebound. And that's another uh, veteran presence that Joe Thornton brings to the table. But going back to Barkoff, the, he, it just goes to show that he has a lot of trust in this franchise as well. That they're going to put the pieces around him. And fans are convinced. The media is convinced. I'm convinced. And so should you and the Florida Panthers are going to have a press conference later today. I unfortunately will not be able to tune into the press conference live because I will I am actually about to head to the airport on a flight to go to a wedding up in Syracuse, New York. So, I will be able to get to that press conference later and watch it and see what Alexander Barkov said and what the negotiations were uh heading into this. Apparently, the Extension is about if I'm looking at it correctly. I I I think I saw a tweet saying that it's over 70 million of it in bonuses. So as I'm refreshing my feed, I could be wrong, but I'm I'm quickly doing this as I'm speaking into the microphone. But looks like that a, a majority of it will be will be that. But let's not forget. There, um, Bill Zito was getting phone calls, and he's just doing his due diligence as a general manager, of taking phone calls and see what the other teams, what to offer, and asking for a price for Alexander Barkov, because last year, was, I mean, Bill Zito hasn't even been, he's only been at the helm for not even a year and a half. It's been like fourteen months. That's it. And the performance on the ice had to go along with the moves he was making as far as early on in his tenure of extending Mackenzie Weger to a very team-friendly deal for the Cats early on, getting rid of the contract of Mike Matheson, bringing Patrick Hornquist, a veteran leader, to this team. And now that they got a season under their belt where they were just a few points away from winning the division in the newly and one-time-only Central, they have that confidence that this is sustainable. I have confidence that this is sustainable. And the rest of the team around them have confidence that this is sustainable. The next one, contract on this one will be Jonathan Huberto, whose contract expires in two years. He'll have one more year under his current contract, this year and for next year. But the great part about Johnson Huberto's contract will be that a majority of Keith Yandle's buyout will be off the books once Huberto's contract is up. So you won't have two possibly $10 million players on your roster along with a, a buyout and along with a goalie making 10000000 million. You'll have a majority of that buyout gone by the 2023 off season so that's good news on that front but the the man of the hour the guy the captain who is very deserving of this contract um knew it was going to be at least eight figures for Barkov and his play and he leads by example I mean anton Lindell just the other day talked about how Alexander Barkov who he is even as a roommate He's he's quiet. He's that's just, that's just who he is. And I mean that there there's some pros and cons. There's some you can take the good and bad from each of that whether a vocal leader or a guy who just shows it in his play. But the fact that Alexander Barkov is just that elite in his play. I mean a Selke Trophy just tells you in general how well of a two way play. With the of the play that Alexander Barkov is and the player, and leading by example, and who who wouldn't who wouldn't want that on their team? Who, if they are, if they happen to be a guy who is quiet that just gets to show it on the ice every day, if he was quiet and he wasn't performing to what he's capable of, being the number two overall pick from 2013, then we'd have issues. But we don't have that here in Sunrise, Florida. We definitely don't. And it's a great situation for, once again, Barkoff, the Panthers. And happy for him that he's getting his payday for more security. Or to, to help a future family as well, if he were to ex- extend his family long-term. And setting himself up for life after hockey as well. That's the most important thing too, because this is just what he does as a job because he's more than just a hockey player. He's a human being who has a life outside of this. So he's setting himself up for, for life and I couldn't be any happier for him. So great, 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 great times in South Florida coming, especially uh, this upcoming season where the Florida Panthers are expected to challenge for the division and challenge and contend possibly for a Stanley Cup title. So, the presser is at one thirty. The Florida Panthers will be discussing that. So, let let's see what um, Alexander Barkov has to say about it. So, it's fun times here. So, thank you for listening to this emergency podcast episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and make sure that you follow the Twitter page at lo underscore fla panthers. And thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, your first listen of the day.